Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Last night in the middle of the night, I was so stirred up in my spirit. And the Lord was speaking things to me that I could not fathom. I could not fathom. And I began to get frantic. And I was urging myself to grasp hold of what he was saying. And I couldn't grasp it with my mind. I reached over and I woke him up. And I wasn't even awake. I just, because I didn't want to leave that space. And I reached over and I started hitting him. I said, he's so concerned about the fruit. He's so concerned about the fruit. And that's all I could grasp. He's so concerned about the fruit. My prayer, God, and there's just such a big part of me that's afraid to pray it. My prayer is break me. Break me. Pour me out. Just pour me out so that when I stand before you, all you see is fruit. Let my attentions, let my affections Let my time, let all that I am, be for the fruit. And it's love. A mother pours out herself to her children. And I think of motherhood, obviously. A mother suffers in her physical body to bring forth fruit. That is eternal. Our children are eternal beings. Time with them. I hate baking cookies, but baking cookies with my children is producing fruit in them. I'm not talking about being uber spiritual here. That's his job is to take my meager offering. But I need to put my affections and my effort into those things which are eternal. What is eternal? This is eternal. This person, this person that I'm bound to for life. Let's take a walk. Forget, forget my Netflix show. Let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. Or even, I'll watch football with you. God, help me. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. What's this person doing? That's not super spiritual, but it is me. It is a pouring out, a putting aside of myself The Son of God came, and he was crucified. He was broken. He was broken and poured out. And in death, life came to all. We are no different. There must be death to to self. There must be death for there to be life. There's no, we want to share in his sufferings. We want to share in his power. There must be death. That is not a message that I want to hear. We don't need to make it uber spiritual. It is spiritual. He's concerned about the fruit. He's concerned about the fruit. 
your affections, your time, your attention. He will pour into you power, provision, like you cannot believe when you pour yourself onto the fruit. You pour yourself out in his name. morning as I was praying about today, the Lord gave me a verse. And he just said Psalm 119. I'm like, well, I appreciate that. <clears throat> the longest chapter in the Bible. Like specific, could you give me, do you want me to read the whole thing? And that be the whole service or not? And he said 105. But honestly, I'm not a biblical scholar and I'm working on it. I had no idea what Psalm 119, 105 was. But I went there, and it's the beginning of a prayer. And it says this. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Revive me. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, I pray, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your judgments. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not strayed from your precepts. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. They are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. To the very end. And as I was reading this this morning, the Lord said, I want you to pray for those who are dealing with fear and depression. For fear and depression. And as I was standing there, the enemy was whispering to me, oh, no one's going to raise their hand for that. You don't need to pray for that. And I was like, oh yeah? I understand what you're trying to go do. So this morning, if you are battling fear or depression in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Right now, raise your hand. Fear and depression in your life. Would you do me a favor and just come down here? I was not planning this, but just come down here. Liz, honey, pastor, if you guys could come. You see, the enemy doesn't want you guys to know the freedom that is available to you. And today, there's going to be freedom. Today, you will be set free from fear and from depression in the name of Jesus. The message today is on the authority that he has given us. And he has given us authority to cast down everything that is not of him. And we're going to take a few moments and we're going to pray. If you're in your seat, just reach your hands out and pray for these people this morning as we pray for them. Pastor, you want to start on that side and I'll come over here. This morning, chains were broken in the name of Jesus. Authority was taken over the spirit of fear and of depression and over confusion 
and it no longer resides in their lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. As you go from here, you have been, you have met with the creator of the universe and he has, he has touched you and he has spoken to you and it is his son and the power of the name of Jesus. And as you go from this place, I know this from experience, thoughts will come and those thoughts will tell you, you see, nothing has changed. You see, nothing has changed. And you say no in Jesus' name. No. A thousand times no in Jesus' name. And you find the word. One scripture. I will not fear for God is with me. My baby girl is here because every time fear would come and say, you're going to lose that baby. You're going to lose. I said, I will not fear for God is with me. I'd shout it out in the middle of the night and scare him. I'd shout it out because I was going to have that baby. And no fear was going to torment me. But it was a learning process. I was taught of the Lord how to wield the word as a weapon. Take your freedom. Take your freedom. And do not let the lies of the enemy steal it from you. He will try to get you to agree. The word says where two or more are gathered together in agreement, it shall be done. Do you know that principle applies in the entire spiritual realm? Do not make agreements with the enemy. He is so sly and he is so, he is so sly. And I've heard things in my own, oh, I am so selfish. I sent Jason out to, to, wait a second. I am not selfish. No, I am not selfish. That was an, an accusation. When you feel accused, when it's an accusation, that is the spirit of accusation. No, in the name of Jesus. No, in the name of Jesus. Fight for your freedom. It's yours. It's done. Here now, it's done. The other scripture he gave me this morning was this. And I want to close this time out with this scripture because it's just confirming and putting forth everything that we've just prayed for. Third John 1, verse 2 and 3. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. Every one of you up here today will be in health as your soul prospers. As every agreement that was made was broken, health is coming to your bones. Your physical being, health is flowing to your bodies. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified, we're looking forward to the testimonies, of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you've shown up big time already this morning. We are so grateful for who you are and what you've done. We thank you, Father. You are almighty, all-powerful, all-wonderful, all-glorious. And we worship you this morning. We worship you and rejoice for what you have done. And Father, I pray that scripture that I just read, that as you walk, as we walk from this place, we will walk in the truth that has set us free this morning. We will walk in the truth that has set us free this morning. And in your precious, precious name we pray. 
All God's people said, Amen. Amen Amen and Amen. Turn around, welcome someone, say hello, grab your seat, say God is good. Well, glory. Thank God for Jesus. Well, I have a good testimony to bring you this morning. How many of you have remembered me speaking of my friend Rick Jalorowski? Well, Rick came to Jesus this week. I'm telling you, you know, uh, Rick is, uh, Rick and I grew up together, we go way, way back, and and, uh, I have been for 40 years uh, trying to uh, connect with Rick, and um, so he said he had come to see me when I was in the hospital. I don't remember a whole lot of my visitors because uh, I was uh, in a deep sleep at the time. But he had uh, visited and told Pam, he says, you tell Jim, he says, that, uh, that I need to connect with him because we have unfinished business. And uh, so he called me. He called me this week, one morning this week, and he says, I'm calling because we have some business to take care of. And uh, I had the privilege of leading him to faith in Jesus Christ. And man, I'm telling you what, we bawled on either end of the phone, and it was just a just a beautiful thing. But uh, you know, it's a wonderful testimony that uh, you don't ever give up. Praise God, Amen. You don't ever give up. Um, the Bible says faith believes, amen, and so I, I just, I know personally that I'm on assignment, praise God, and uh, I talked with uh, Reverend Tim Obedike, he called me this week, he said, uh, he said, we're not leaving this earth by eviction, we're leaving when we finish our assignment, praise God. So, um, you know, I'm not going to be evicted from this earth. I'm going to leave when my assignment is complete, praise God. So, that was part of my assignment, is uh, being, having the privilege to lead my good friend Rick to, uh, to faith in Jesus. So, this morning is Veterans Day, and I wonder if uh, we could have all of our veterans stand today, if you'll stand. I'm standing because I'm one of your esteemed group. Let's give them all a big hand clap today. Chet is back there in the sound booth. And, you know, thank you so much. Amen. Give them a big hand clap. Hallelujah. We appreciate you. Appreciate your service. Amen. Thank you so much. You know, uh, some folks uh, fought in wars. Uh, some of us were, you know, involved in other activities. Uh, but you gave your time. And, uh, and you gave uh, precious time. And we thank you. Thank you for your service. And uh, we pray that God uh, continues to bless you and uh, show himself strong in all of your life. This morning, we want to continue to uh, honor the Lord. If you need an envelope for your giving, if you'll slip your hand up, one of the ushers will come by and, uh, and serve you today. You know, uh, 
I was excited when uh, Liz was up here. I wanted to come up and she just preached my offering message. You know, she literally did. So I guess we're even because I preached Pastor Jason's uh, Sunday morning message last Wednesday. But here's the scripture that the Lord had given to me. Where let me let me give you a little background for this. One of my friends I saw this week had posted, and he has been the recipient of a lot of miracles in his life. He's been through all kinds of different things, and God has delivered him through every one of them. And he said, you know, the Lord spoke to me and said, do you know why uh, that you have experienced so many miraculous events in your life? And he, and he said, well, no, I guess, you know, why, Lord? And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, it's because you're not afraid to die. You're not afraid to die. And, you know, Jesus made this statement. He said, unless a corn of wheat fall into the earth and die, it abides alone. But if it's planted, it brings forth much fruit, much fruit. And so, you know, God does not want us living our life in fear. He wants us living our lives in full confidence that God will do what he said he will do. He doesn't want us living in fear. A lot of times, you know, we're afraid in in our giving. You know, we're afraid to trust God in that. And, you know, the Bible says there is he that withholds more than, than he should, and it tends to poverty, and there's those that that are liberal in their giving, and it attends to much abundance. God wants us living our life full bore, confident, filled with joy, knowing that he is sufficient for whatever need we have in our life, for the assignment that he's placed before us. We get to partner with him in life. Isn't that great? Praise God. So are you ready to do that this morning? I want to thank you for being faithful in your giving. I want to thank you for being, uh, living life full bore. Amen. Living life free of fear. Father, this morning, we just thank you that we have the privilege to partner with you in life. We have the privilege, Father, to take what you've given to us and to give it back to you. And in doing so, Father, there's always much more fruit that comes forth, much more seed that comes forth than what we put in the ground. It's just a principle. So, Father, thank you that it's true for each and every one of us today. Father, thank you for increase of joy and hope, increase of love, Father, increase of courage, Father, to live our life with purpose. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Ushers. Uh, Before we pray and get started, I just want to give one more quick announcement. Uh, Next Sunday, uh, Pastor Sam Smucker is going to be here. Uh, He's coming in for the the weekend, and we've got some meetings with him. He's on our board here at the church, and uh, he's going to be preaching here next Sunday morning. So I encourage you to come out, invite a friend. He is an amazing teacher and preacher. Uh, he's been doing this for, for, for a good time. He's just amazing and anointed. And every time he, 
Actually, every time he teaches, I remember what he's taught about. I can think of him even now. So <clears throat> I would just encourage you next week to come. Uh, Pastor Sam Smucker uh, is going to be preaching on Sunday morning. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh, thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your anointing power this morning. Thank you, Father. You are so, so good. Thank you that you break every chain. Thank you that you are for us and not against us. Thank you that we can be more than conquerors because of you. Father, this morning, I just pray that you would give us ears to hear your truth. Your word says that the truth will set us free. And I just pray for freedom and the joy that was spoken of even before service started, that unspeakable joy, that great joy will come upon each and every one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys, well, this morning, we're going to be starting a new series called The Authority of the Believer. Authority, everybody say it, Authority of the Believer. Okay, guys, just so you guys know, you have some authority. And you have more than you actually realize that you have. I'm serious. You have more than you realize that you have. And I'm going to do some teaching this morning, and I'm going to show you in God's Word how much authority you really have and what to do with that authority, and how to take that authority in everyday life. Because you can come here on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday night, and this is great, you can be, but there's Sunday afternoon. There's Monday morning. There's every single day of the week. And we need to understand the place that God has positioned us in Christ and what we're able to go do. So I'm excited about this new series. Uh, You know, we've been coming off what we call that generation series, and we've been talking about the church. And we're talking about the four pillars of the church, you know, preaching the gospel, praying, being led by the Holy Spirit, and giving. And that's something that we do as a church. And you can also do as an individual. But God really started impressing upon me that the people need to understand the authority that they have. That wherever they go, they have this authority. That when they walk into the, when they step into their car, they have authority. When they step into their workplace, they have authority. When they step into their school, they have authority that's been given to them through Jesus. And you see, we live in a world, as if you haven't noticed, that is in desperate need of the power of Jesus to move with authority everywhere, every single place. And we, as Christians, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, who are born again, now have the authority and can take that authority everywhere that we go. And I want to teach you that this morning, and I'm excited about it. And what I want to teach you guys is that we can take a rightful place and stand in our authority. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So some of you may already know this and say, well, well, Pastor Jason, I've heard this many times before. Well, guess what? You're going to hear it again. And you're going to hear it again, and you're going to hear it again because you need to understand the rightful place that you have. You see, when we understand this authority, we can begin to see ourselves not as helpless and unable anymore, but we can begin to see ourselves as taking the rightful place of authority and taking control of every situation that it's in our lives. So what is authority? If you want to take some notes, uh, I think there's some note paper with your... Uh, bulletin this morning. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. 
Authority is delegated power, the right to command and to enforce obedience. It is the right to command and enforce obedience. And the value of it, the value of that authority rests in the power that's behind it. Your authority as a believer rests in the power of God who stands behind it. You see, we, I was asking, talking to my wife this morning, we are talking about examples of this in our life. And Pastor used an amazing example on Wednesday, because he did preach my message on Wednesday. So I'd encourage you to come out on Wednesday night. So the, the illustration he used was a police officer standing in traffic with an 18-wheeler coming at him. That police officer can stand in authority and put his hand up, or her hand up. Can they not? They can and that 18-wheeler has got to stop. Because, not because that, that police officer has any physical ability in the natural to stop the truck coming, right? Can't. But because of the authority that has been placed on that police officer and the power of the authority that is supporting that police officer, like you're going to go to jail if you go blasting past him, you have to stop. So I was like, all right, I was talking to my wife, I was like, okay, what's a good example of this? And for us, every example comes back to parenting. Not every example, but many. And as parents, we have authority over our children. We have God given, God has given us and placed us in authority over our children. And what happens in our house, and this may happen in your house, is that when we fail to take that authority... In our home, little by little by little, chaos begins to ensue in the house. And the kids aren't really listening like they normally listen. And they're running around and they're not doing what we've asked them to go do. And we see like over the course of time, we have not been standing in our rightful place of authority over their lives. And we just, we kind of like look back, like, what happened? What happened? And we're like, okay, time out, let's, let's reset. Now, we don't come in, like, you know, with a big thunderstorm, pounding our fists on the dining room table and say, that's it, children, everybody get in line, and we're going to start doing this right now. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, you know what? We, as believers, need to recognize that we have allowed things to happen in our lives little by little by little by little. You see, the enemy is crafty. He is not stupid. He has got a secret plan he is working on for each and every person. And it doesn't come like flying in out of nowhere most of the time. Like, oh, no, 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 that's the enemy. I don't receive that. I don't accept. It's slow. It's those little lies, those little accusations that build up over time. And when we look back and say, what happened? How did I get here? And it's because we haven't been taking the authority that God has given us over our thought life over our finances, over the things that pertain to us. And we need to start doing that as a church. So that's what authority is. It's the delegated power, the right to command and enforce obedience. So what does the Bible say about this? You know, God gave man dominion and authority from the very beginning. He gave it to Adam. It says in Genesis 1.28 that Adam was commanded to subdue the earth and bring it under control. Sounds like authority to me. That's what Adam was commanded to do. 
Subdue. Subdue means to have dominion over, to take charge. So what I believe, the only thing keeping us from taking charge is our lack of knowledge. We don't under, we're, not, we're not understanding it. It's for lack of knowledge that the people perish. And so we need to start having the understanding of the authority that we have. And the enemy, is his, one of his ultimate jobs is to deceive us. Is to deceive us. You see, Adam allowed Satan to rob him of his authority in the garden. They committed the sin. They rebelled against God. And as a result, the authority and dominion was given over to the enemy. In Luke 4, 6, Satan is speaking... And he says, and the devil said to him, which is talking to Jesus, all this authority I will give you. How can he give it unless he has it? I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. So the enemy is saying, I have this authority in the world's standards. I can use it. I can give it to those who I want. That sin nature from Adam has then been passed to us from generation to generation. It says in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just, as, just through one man's sin enter the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because we sin. This is terrible news if the story stopped there. Terrible, terrible news, but Jesus. Church, but Jesus. But Jesus. The story did not stop there. Jesus regained the believer's authority by dying on the cross, defeating death, and getting the keys back for the kingdom. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Now he has it. He he has won the victory. It is now his. He, He defeated death. He defeated the enemy. Because of what Jesus did, now we have access to that same authority. We have access to that same authority over sin. Romans 6.14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but under grace. Sin cannot have dominion over you any longer. And if it does, we need to take our rightful place of authority over it. Church, come on, we can do this. It is possible for us to do we don't have to be bound by sin any longer. Over sickness, 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in, in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By his stripes we are healed. Victory in Christ Jesus because of our standing of authority over sin, over sickness, over our thoughts. Over your thoughts. You say, but these thoughts come at me. I know. They come at me. I told you about one this morning. Oh, yeah, don't pray for, come on. Don't pray for people who are, you know, fear and depression. No, 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 no. That's just, you, you were thinking about that this morning. That really wasn't what, it's going to, what? Lies, whispers, little ones. But what does the Bible say? 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity and making it obedient to Christ. Everyone. So when it comes, no. I'm not accepting that. That's a lie of the enemy. It doesn't line up with the word of God. It's causing me fear. It's causing me confusion. It's causing division. It's not of him. And I take captive of it and I cast it down now. In Jesus' name. This is what we can do. 
This is what every one of you can do that have made Jesus your person. You can do this every day, every day, every day, but it takes exercise. It takes exercise. You know, we've been working out more and more recently, and the exercise starts building muscle, doesn't it? You start working out and it starts building muscle. It's something you have to do. You need to exercise the authority that you have been given. You have to exercise it. You may know that you have it, but if you don't do anything with it, it does no good. You have to exercise that authority. Authority over fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. These are ours. Over confusion. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as all the churches of the saints. And I could go on and on and on and on of the things that we can have based on our authority in Jesus Christ. It says in Romans eight seventeen, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ... If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We can be glorified together. His victory over sin has taken back that authority. Now when we're submitted to Jesus, now we have that same authority in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, as greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if we are heirs with Christ, and we are seated with him at the right hand of the Father, and we are those heirs... And greater is he that is in us than who is in the world, then we must then have authority over the enemy. We do. We have absolute authority. Christ is now seated at the right hand in his rightful place of authority. And when Christ raised him from the dead, he also raised up his body. And the Bible talks about how Jesus is the head of the church. We are the body. Well, he didn't just raise the head. He raised the entire body. So if the entire body has been raised, we as the church have also been raised up. We also have now been raised up. Because we're one, are we not? You can't take a head and not and leave the body. That doesn't work. What a beautiful truth. And here's what I've been realizing is the church has an authority on earth that few have realized. We rely on other things for this authority. We rely on the government. We rely on the school system. We rely on other things. But we as the church, the collective church, both locally here and the big church, need to begin to take the authority over this land, over this city, over this country, over these schools, over this government, the authority that we have been given. The devil does not want Christians to learn about the authority of, that we have as a believer. He wants to continue to defeat us anytime he wants. You see, but as this message is being preached, both here and I know other places, he's getting nervous. Because he knows that when we learn the truth, his heyday is over. It's over. When we begin to learn this truth. We've been talking about the purpose of the church in the previous message series that we're doing. But here, when Christ was raised from the dead, his body was raised together with him to fulfill the plan of God. The church was raised up with him. And I want to read for you in Ephesians. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. 
I want to read this. This is a prayer that Paul is praying as he writes this letter to the church at Ephesus. I want to walk through this prayer with you. And I want to give you some homework. Oh, really? I came to church and I'm getting homework. Are you kidding me? Yes. I want, I'm going to challenge you. I want you to read this prayer that I'm going to read in Ephesians every day for the rest of this week until next Sunday. Do it every morning, every day, every afternoon. Read it multiple times a day. I want to challenge you to read it every day. Every day. Ephesians 1, starting in verse 17. Every day, verse 17 through 23. Verse 17 says this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Every day be praying this. Every day be speaking this. That you may have the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is correctly applied knowledge. That's what wisdom is. It's correctly applied knowledge. that he may give you that spirit of wisdom. And revelation. Revelation is a supernatural result of wisdom and knowledge. It's unveiling, it's an uncovering, it's a disclosure, it's something that you didn't recognize, and it's a new revelation. And when you pray this every single day, you will get a new revelation every day. I'd encourage you to, read, to pray this prayer over your life before you read the Bible during your prayer time. Because a fresh wisdom, fresh revelation will come through. And the eyes eyes of an understanding will be enlightened. In the knowledge, what is knowledge? It's a clear and exact thing that is gained experientially as you personally encounter a walk with God. Knowledge is the input of studying the Word of God. Listen to this. Knowledge is the input of studying the Word of God. Wisdom is the output that comes through the Holy Spirit when we've studied that word. We can have wisdom in every area of our life. We have this amazing tool, the sword, as we said earlier, available to us. Of him, finishes verse 17, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. How many want our eyes of our understanding to be enlightened? To have divine understanding and insight the eyes of our, the, the Bible talks about the eyes being the lamp, you know, this, as it comes in, where the light comes into our body. How many of you want more light for every situation? More light, more wisdom, more understanding available to you. Authority has been given to you to be able to have these things in your life. That you may know, to know something, to supernaturally be imparted, to know it. What is the hope of his calling? An absolute confidence in what he has shown and is continuing to show you concerning his plan for your life. Every morning you can read this and begin to understand with absolute confidence what needs to happen in your life. The calling he has on your life for that day. The calling he has on your life for that week, for that month, for that year. And what are the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints? The riches and wealth that all that God has done for us to bring saved mankind into the living, eternal relationship with him. Oh, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Church, the exceeding greatness of his power. The power to break every chain. The power that we have to use the name of Jesus in every situation in our life. We have that authority to do that. Toward us who believe, according to the working, according to the working of his mighty power. His mighty power. You see, the day Jesus was raised from the dead was the day that all the power of God that was inherent in him was put into a form of energy to fulfill the work of the resurrection. The power of God rose Jesus from the grave. The power of the resurrection. Because because God resurrected the entire future church at the same time. The entire church. The future. Not just what happened when Jesus was here. The entire future church. Forever and ever. Until he tarries. Until, you know, as long as he tarries. Until he comes back. This is an amazing revelation that we have. Verse 20. Which he worked in Christ. Through Christ. He worked it through Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. When you go to a dinner table. Or you go to somewhere fancy. The person that sits on the right of the person in charge is someone who is they honoring that person. Are they not? They're putting that person, they're kind of in authority. They're kind of giving them a delegated authority. They're at their right hand. So Jesus now sits at the right hand. And it says in Matthew 22, verse 44, till I make the enemies your footstool. The enemy is under our feet. Remember we used to sing songs like that? The enemy is under our feet. Verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not not only in this age, but also that which is to come. Think about that. The name of Jesus is over every name, over every principality, over every power, over every might, over every dominion, over every government, over anything, that power is there. And we have been given the right and authority to use the name of Jesus over the enemy. And every time we use that name of Jesus, it speaks to all heaven and hell the victory that Jesus won and reminds them of that victory. So when we put our hand up as that police officer would, stop in the name of Jesus. No more. No more. I rebuke that. I take that. And we exercise that authority over and over and over and over again. It becomes part of who we are. It becomes something we have to exercise, something we get to do as a church. Russ, if you want to come back up, I already gave you your homework for this week. But as I close this, I want you to recognize just a couple things. Is there's, there's a couple keys to this. And number one is this. That you must have a revelation of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And have an abiding relationship with him. This is step one. If you're here this morning. And you're not 100% sure of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're saying, Pastor Jason, I want to know Jesus deeper. I want to know him more. I want to make him the Lord of my life. Because I can't do this alone anymore. 
And there's a tugging on the inside of your heart, even as I'm speaking. I want you to come up here after service. And we'll pray for you. Because I don't want you to leave here this morning not being 100% certain that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And the second point is, is once Jesus has been made Lord in our life, we must activate the authority that he's given us. We have to activate it. And if you look in the Bible, over and over and over, how did God activate things? He spoke it. He spoke it. And when God speaks things, things move. Things move. And as, an, as the authority we have as a believer, when we speak things, things move. Things begin to come in line with the Word of God. So I want you all to stand this morning. I want you to begin thinking right now of something in your life that you have allowed to creep in Something that has just been so subtle, so small, that has begun to come into your life. Whether it's how you're acting, maybe it's a sin that you're battling with, maybe it's the fear and depression like we talked about this morning. Something that's trying to sneak into your life. And as a church, I'm not going to pray for you up here, but as a church, you are going to take authority over it this morning. You're going to do it. Because the authority has been given to you and so you are going to do it this morning. Are you guys ready for it? So this morning, we are going to take the authority over sickness, over poverty, over plans of the enemy, over disease, over the lies of the enemy, over strife, over confusion, over disunity, over division. We're going to take authority of that right now in the name of Jesus. So I want you to repeat after me. Are you ready? And I'm gonna, when I pause, then you can just begin to say, whatever it is, whatever agreement that has happened, whatever has come into your life, just begin to speak it and take authority over it in Jesus' name. So say this with me. I take authority, I take authority. in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. Over, over, say it now, whatever it is in your life right now, whatever it is, speak it right now. Take authority over it right now. Come on. Say this with me. Say, and in the name of Jesus, that situation, that issue is coming in line with God's word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God a hand clap today. Guys, I want you to do this all week. I want you to read this prayer. I want you to do this every week, all day long. Begin to take the authority that we have as believers. So, Father, as we close tonight, we lift up your name. We thank you, Father, for the authority of the name of Jesus. It's not any authority that we personally have, but it's because of you standing behind us. 
Because you are lifting us up. Because you are holding us up. Because your authority, that sickness must go. That the enemy must flee. Because of your authority. And when we speak your word, and when we take that authority, you are faithful to do your part. And we thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. 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 Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 Well, if you need some prayer tonight, we'll have some small group leaders up here that can pray for you. If you need to make Jesus your Lord, come up here. We'll pray for you. Otherwise, you are dismissed. And enjoy the rest of your week. And don't forget your homework. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.